Hi, and welcome to Kindy Week in Review. I'm your host, Stefan Shepard, and rather than taking a look at the news this week in Kindy Music and Beyond, I thought I would air instead an interview I posted recently with Tim Sheridan. He's a creative director out in Chicago, and he is kickstarting a project for an illustrated kids book that also in its electronic format features a couple songs from The Low Anthem. I interviewed him recently for my Bake Sale podcast, the show that interviews Kickstarter and other crowdfunding creators in the midst of their kid-friendly crowdfunding projects, and I thought it would be a fun interview to post here. If you are looking for all the kids music chart news and other news from the week feel free to go over to the website for kindy week in review and check out not an episode two i've actually done this a couple times where i've just posted chart news and not actually recorded a podcast so with that i'm going to turn it over to my discussion with tim and myself it's from the bake sale podcast which you can find on itunes or on zoo global itself as always if you have any questions shoot me an email zooglobal at earthlink.net or and if you listen via itunes please rate and record this podcast and with that let's get to the interview thanks hi and welcome to bake sale the show featuring conversations with crowdfunding creators about their kid friendly crowdfunding projects i'm joined today by with Tim Sheridan, he's a creative director doing digital marketing and advertising in Chicago, and he is kickstarting a project for a kid's book, his first. It's called Thunder and Lightning, A Story for a Stormy Night, and it's an illustrated picture book with music, and uh, it's a friendly book about thunder and lightning and friendship, and so I'm going to be talking to him today about the project and its origin and what he hopes to do with it. And so, Tim, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Right. So did I miss anything with your background? Is there is there any sort of secret uh, biographical <laughs> information that I neglected to tell? Well, uh, kind of my go-to, I've had a kind of a varied uh, creative background doing sketch comedy uh, and theater when I got out of school doing playwriting, uh, studying at Juilliard with uh, John Guare and Terrence McNally, and uh, then going on to write uh, jokes and speeches for Steven Tyler of Aerosmith. So it's been a nice varied road uh, to, to get where I am. I, I, um, I, I'm curious, how does one uh, get the job of speechwriter for Steven Tyler of Aerosmith? <laughs> it's 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 a long story, but it was with uh, it was with one agency I was I was working with at at one point, and, and uh, we were doing some work with Aerosmith, and they wanted somebody to uh, do some writing, put together some notes uh, and jokes for him, um, just on topical stuff. So, and uh, so I got that I got that job. I was tapped to do it, and did it for a couple of tours, uh, Aerosmith tours of the U.S. So that was a lot of fun. Um, and, you know, it's just, I think, uh, helped, uh, well, that was at the height of my anonymous fame, so, which I <laughs> continue I like to that bask. phrase. I like that phrase, the height <laughs> of one's anonymous fame. <laughs> I also, at that time, I also named a Bon Jovi album, so, uh, these were all those things, it was, a, yeah, you're like was the, the peak. 
You're like That's the right. Bill Moyers of the uh, classic rock world. <laughs> exactly. That's uh, yeah. I, th- I think that's the best way to put it. So, so uh, fast forward to this project. Uh, so you wrote the book or the story. Uh, it was inspired by your daughter. Yes. Correct. Yes, my daughter, who is now thirteen, but at the time she was. You know, this was several years ago. She is no longer terrified uh, of storms to the extent. I mean, I don't think she's a big fan of them anymore, but. Uh, she was really terrified of storms when she was about, you know, five or six years old. And understandably, a bad storm is a scary thing. And uh, there were only there were several nights where I'd, you know, she woke up and I went to her room and tried to calm her down and assuage her fears. And, and um, all the logic I could throw at her about, you know, it just being noise and how safe we were really didn't, you know, wash with her. <laughs> didn't hold all that much water. And so... I thought about it more and more about what could make it less scary. And um, the rough idea uh, came, to, came to me, the idea that thunder and lightning, what if they were best friends? What if they were next door neighbors when they were growing up and that a storm was really them, them playing together? So that's, that's kind of how I... How I that idea, and I walked around with that idea for a long, you know, for a good while. Um, and I had also been making up stories at bedtime for my kids. I got three kids. Uh, there's you know, Lily is the youngest, and, and Cole and Amelia. Um, they're all teenagers now. But um, a, a, many years ago, I made up stories every night, and I had these characters which centered around uh, a an elf named Widget and a, a penguin named Wobble. So I used them as sort of a framing device in this story that there was a big storm one night and Wobble is woken, awoken by the storm and scared and he uh, and Widget comes and, and tells him this story about thunder and lightning, how they were best friends growing up. So I'm curious, what do you think makes it, you, you obviously told a lot of stories, uh, what were some of your go-to storytelling devices or what i mean what was important Mm. for you in terms of telling a good bedtime story uh they always (laughs) uh a lot of them uh, sort of wound up with a a, you know maybe a little small kind of moral to them some trying to put a little positive spin on on something but it's it's hard to say because i would really wing it I was going to ask, did you, did you plan these ahead of time saying, okay, tonight I'm going to talk about X or, or scribble something down during the day where you're like, oh, I got to tell the story about X or was it pretty much, oh, it's 8.20, I got to go into the bedroom. It was pretty much the, uh, the latter. I just kind of, uh, you know, started talking and hopefully it was going to go somewhere. And, you know, as I say, some, some were better than others. But, you know, sometimes I really, you know, I was very proud of myself. I had a nice little story, and it was kind of goofy, and I'd bring in new characters, other people who lived in this little town called Willow Grange, and, um, you know, just just trying to make it as silly and, you know, but at, at the same time as concise <laughs> as possible to uh, to wrap it up. And, uh, you know, Sometimes I felt a little more inspired than others, but it was always it was always fun. So, did you um, 
did you tell the story multiple times? I mean, the, the, the thunder and lightning story? No, I think I really only told it once. Um, and, uh, it, it, it was just, uh, at the same time, it was something that I felt was such a, I guess part of it, what it really drew me to the story was the idea of, um, realizing, uh, thunder and lightning as, as, you know, illustrated characters, because I thought that would be a really fun challenge for, uh, an illustrator. Um, and some of the people I talked to about it just didn't see how you could do it. And I mean, I think you can make, you can personify, uh, just about anything, but these I thought would be great. And, um, uh, so that was something that, that helped make it inspire it to be something that I wanted it to take further and realize as a, as a full blown storybook. Okay, so why don't you talk a little bit about how you got from dreaming up or thinking of and telling the story to your daughter when she was younger to now, uh, she's a teenager, uh, you uh, kickstarting this as a book. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, part of it, was, so I, I walked around with the story for a while and it, it, it kind of fleshed it out in, in my head, added that framing element to it. And I uh, had talked to um, a couple of, uh, well, actually, I apologize. So I had done that, and then I had also uh, given the manuscript uh, to some folks um, and waited around. I had understood from uh, the advice of some people, well, if you want to get something published, a lot of publishers don't like you to have an illustrator. Uh, they want to pair you with an illustrator. So I, you know, waited around and waited around, and I'd done that plenty of times before in in writing scripts and and screenplays, where you know you you can wait around for quite a while and just uh, die of encouragement, as they say. <laughs> good job. Uh, we don't want to publish it, but good job. Yeah, exactly. And it finally got to the point where I was just I, I wanted to make it happen. And uh, Kickstarter, to me, uh, afforded the ability to put something out there. And I figured uh, it, it wouldn't happen. Um, you know, I could do a, a straight vanity project and vanity print this thing. But I figured Kickstarter gave the ability that I'd know that uh, there was a, a certain demand for it, that, you know, people appreciated it and were, were backing it and, you know, I... Uh, really had only so many of my family and friends that could <laughs> make it happen, you know, if I can open it up. And it has been tremendous, the, uh, the response from people all over the world uh, who I have no connection to that I'm aware of who have uh, backed the project. So that's, that's kind of how it went, you know, it got to Kickstarter. But, you know, then, uh, you know, I have worked uh, with a lot of talented people and and one guy in particular a, a designer and illustrator named D Duncan um I approached him about the project and he uh was very interested and in collaborating with him has been one of the you know tr great experiences uh because we really share uh, such a, a vision for this, and he's, his designs are his illustrations are just wonderful so it's been a lot of great uh, things coming together, and you know, again, 
being able to choose my illustrator, Kickstarter helps provide that. And, you know, the, the Kickstarter funds, part of that would be going to uh, um, pay him for such great work that he's done. So, um, I, I, and, and I really like the, the illustrations that are there in the, in the promo video and, 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 and on the Kickstarter page itself. I wanted you. you to talk a little bit also about the how so the book will have a soundtrack of sorts from the low anthem which um I'm you know I spend a lot of time in the kids music world I don't believe they've recorded a kids music album uh, so I wanted you to talk a little bit about how that came about and how their songs will be woven into the story of the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I've, um, I've been a fan of that band for, uh, a while now, a huge fan of their, theirs. And, um, while, you know, their records aren't really, <laughs> aren't kids records to, to say the least, there were a couple of songs on one record, which, uh, I thought were just so perfect. They set, they, you know, helped uh, to me. They complemented the spirit of the book. One is an instrumental, and one is a song. And um, there was just something about the quality of them uh, that I appreciated. And I also appreciate, you know, the more I've learned about that band, and you know, made some contact with them regarding this project. They've been really encouraging about it, uh, fully behind it. And, you know, they're uh, a band that is just, I believe, in music for the love of music. So I really admire that, and um, I think that comes across in their music. So, uh, you know, I, I approached them about it and then went through the process of uh, getting these songs licensed to be in the book. And the way I saw it working would be that for the ebook version... Um, and it's tricky because I think, you know, that the technology has only, uh, you know, has come so far as to serve some of the things that I want, want to have happen with this book. But with the Apple, you know, for the iPad, what we can do is embed the songs as, a you know, there would be a little button on the page and uh, you could play the song right from the page. Uh, so there's a couple of one at the beginning, one at the end of the book where you, you, uh, one sort of sets the mood and then one follows up with, uh, uh, just kind of a little closing, almost like a, I think of it as almost like a lullaby. And, um, with the print version, uh, there would still be that little cue, uh, a visual cue to play the song. You would be able to download, you'd get a code with the book where you could download those songs and play them on an MP3 player, an iPhone, uh, what have you, um, as you're reading the book. So, you know, just a couple of different ways that you could integrate those songs into the, uh, the, the book reading experience. And then also, of course, you'd have them to enjoy any other time. And then hopefully other pe people would also go out and buy more low anthem <laughs> records and enjoy them uh, as well. Great, great. So you mentioned earlier, and, and I, I don't think I'd fully appreciated it when I had just, before talking to you, and I had just seen the little 
sign at the upper left-hand corner of the, the picture that greets you when you look at the Kickstarter page that says, Welcome to Willow Grange. So do you have a dream, a vision of being able to do more stories from Willow Grange? Yeah, I mean, I certainly I would love to. I, it just depends on where this goes. Um, I, I think uh, I obviously have a great uh, love of these characters or, you know, an emotional investment for me that, you know, I, I, uh, these are the characters I created for my kids. And so I think that, yeah, there's, there's, I think there's plenty of other stories, uh, that I could, uh, tell with Widget and Wobble and, and those people, uh, all their, uh, friends and the characters, all the citizens of Willow Grange. So absolutely. Uh, but again, that w- wasn't really what I set out to do with this story. Um, it wasn't like I was trying to set up a, a franchise necessarily mm-hmm. so much as really w- feeling very strongly about the story, uh, feeling like it uh, really, you know, ideally would be something that uh, would, might be a kid's, ideally a, a favorite story or just at least a story that they'd want to hear uh, over and over again, that it's more than just a one shot kind of, you know, help them get to sleep one night that that uh, that they like these characters, that they love the illustrations and that there's something about it that uh, just makes for a good story. You just wanted to get this out in the world. You wanted to share. Yes, yes absolutely. Great, great. Well, uh, Tim, I think this has been this has been a fun conversation. I uh you know, one of the things I've learned in talking with people on their projects is that inevitably when I talk to them about their project, I am, I, you know, I only talk to people and their projects whose projects I, you know, A, support and B, you know, really like. And so, mm-hmm. um, but even that said, I, I inevitably uh, end up after the conversation being more interested in the project even than I was when oh. I started the conversation. And then I know that's, the case here. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing the finished project. I, I know that you're about appears about two thirds of the way there. And so there you're not quite there yet, but you you've definitely got a good, good trajectory. So hopefully here in the next 10, 11 days, you'll, you'll cross that finish line and be able to yes. introduce this into the world. So if, if people want to learn more about you, obviously, uh, you can uh, search on Thunder and Lightning on Kickstarter, and mm-hmm. and I'll also have a link to this project certainly in the show notes for this broadcast. But where else can they find out more about you, Tim Sheridan? Well, um, I've got a uh, a portfolio site that features uh, some of my work, uh, my professional work, and that's at Tim Sheridan S H E R I D A N Portfolio dot com. And, um, you know, that's it's really kind of the main place to uh, see some of the, the past work I've done uh, uh, professionally. And then as well, there's some contact info, info there. Uh, if people wanted to reach out, I, I'd appreciate it. And I do want to say that I can't say how much I appreciate uh, your support, Stefan, and, and, you know, everyone's uh, interest in the project as, uh, as of yet, it's, you know, it really is encouraging and affirming in just the, the quality of the, the work that uh, 
we've done together. It's, you know, it's been a great collaboration. So it's really nice to have people like yourself and like uh, your listeners um, uh, supporting it. Great. Well, uh, and I would encourage my listeners that if they uh, haven't yet checked out the project, please do so. So, Tim, again, thank you very much for your time in talking with me today. I appreciate it. Uh, good luck on the Kickstarter project. Hope that comes through. Thank and you so much. You're welcome. And listeners, thank you again for tuning in. Uh, as always, if you have any questions, shoot me an email, zooglobal at earthlink.net. And if you download or listen via iTunes, please do rate and record the podcast. That definitely helps increase the visibility of projects like this, uh, getting out to a broader audience. So, Tim, thank you again. Have a great day. And listeners, Thanks. you have a great See. day, too. Bye.